Welcome to the Going for Two podcast. I'm your co-host, Ben Cobb, joined by my other co-host, Logan Sartain. Logan, how's it going? It's going swell. It's going swell. swell. Well, I like that language. <laughs> I should use that in my everyday life more. It's going swell. Yeah, you know, sw- swell and fellas. That's the, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm hip, I'm trendy. Okay. That's where it's at. Okay. Yeah, that's lit. I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a little bit since we've been recording hasn't it yep you know that's i guess that's what happens when we don't have any sponsors like (laughs) that's true we gotta we still gotta work our full-time jobs when when no one's paying us to do this yeah but i mean i would say probably what maybe maybe one more month until we transition to this full-time and do this 40 hours a week and you know make livable salaries right probably one more month um yeah anywhere between one and like 73 or something <laughs> okay, right, anywhere right, right. in between there yeah okay that sounds about right well great i i take it we still haven't heard from your um your underwear sponsor that you requested uh no okay. unfortunately not okay. um and because of that you know i'm i'm not wearing them today um i was less <laughs> than ideally comfortable uh, because <laughs> mm. i don't have the money to buy you know 16 pairs of Saks underwear so Saks you can hit me up, you know? (laughs) Well, that's a very good uh, solicitation for sponsorship. Um, So moving right along quickly away from talking about your underwear anymore. um, (laughs) The last time we left off, we were talking about a championship game, but it was the uh, college football championship game, which I believe we both got right with our predictions. Um, I think we both said LSU were, uh, was going to win that game. And sure enough, they did. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's transition from the college football national championship game to diving right into the NFL conference championship uh, games and just recapping that a little bit. Uh, my first question to you, Logan, is did you watch the games? Oh, man, it's been so long. I, I know. I watched portions of both games, yes. Okay. That's that's and what so I did. I, <laughs> I've seen highlights and you know recaps and everything. I I listen religiously to sports radio, and most of what I say is regurgitation. So, sure, you know, sure that makes sense. Well, yeah, you, as I said, you watched more of the games than I did. Uh, we were camping that weekend, so we were we were up in the mountains, so we did not have access to TV or anything. But I feel like if you're gonna miss like manly championship football games it's acceptable to do something else only if it's like manly and i feel like camping in the mountains right. is kind of it, it's pretty manly so i feel like i'm off the hook for that one yeah i i, I give you a pass and if you had killed something while you were camping mm. then you would get man points okay so. that's fair um well we did attempt to make a fire but it was like less than 20 degrees so we didn't do that um so i probably don't get man mm. points for that um but it was a good weekend, nonetheless, and I did uh, stay up to date with the Packers 49ers game when it was happening. Um, so we can just start there. Were you surprised, the Packers 49ers, with that outcome? Um, I know you and I had spoken before the conference championship weekend games happened, and we posted it to Twitter, and your picks uh, was, were exactly what happened. Uh, you picked the 49ers and Chiefs to win. I picked 
uh, the Titans and 49ers to win. So obviously I was mm-hmm. the uh, one who was one and one and you were two and oh. Um, so even though you picked it, were you surprised by the outcome of the NFC championship game between the Packers and the 49ers? Um, I wasn't surprised that the 49ers won, but I, I did think it was going to be a closer game and uh, 20 to 37. I, From what I saw, I don't even think that score tells you the full story. I think it was yeah. it was in well in hand with the 49ers throughout the game. There was never really a moment with that run game that that the 49ers were were worried about it. Um, yeah, I, what it what I, I guess thoughts I thought about it was going to be closer, but I wasn't necessarily surprised. Um you know, the 49ers just out the gate you were putting it to the Packers and it's weird that you say, you know, that that we say a 17 mm-hmm. point uh, difference in the outcome it is not even as close as it normally fe- as it actually was, but it's true, right? I mean, they the 49ers just gave it to them, um, and right. you know, I, I wanted to I wanted uh, to see highlights of Aaron Rodgers slicing up that defense a little bit and actually making it a competition, but that just wasn't the case. Um, and I don't know, it's just. It, it begs the question for me about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he finally had the team around him. He finally had his um, a solid defense, the Smith brothers, you know, a, a, what seems to be a, a really good coach and before, but they just couldn't get it done. But obviously this 49ers team is special. So it didn't surprise me, um, but I do wish we had a better game um, on the NFC side. On the AFC side, it, it was a, a, a bit of a better game. I think that was – much more of a game than the NFC Championship, at least. Mm-hmm. From from the Packers' standpoint, though, going back to the NFC, they, mm-hmm. I think what we really saw was, yeah, they they were a good team, and people say they overachieved at thirteen and three. I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, you know, they earned their record. You are what your record says you are, and and they were a good team, but I. I don't think they were a great team. They had great players in certain spots, um, but depth throughout the lineup was an issue, specifically when you talk about Aaron Rodgers' weapons. Um, he had, in my mind, really two prime uh, NFL caliber weapons in Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Now, I'm not saying Geronimo Allison and Alan Lazard can't play or – Jamal Williams, those are all, you know, decent players, but you look at the two teams we've got left and they don't have guys of that caliber Mm. playing in key situations. They've got guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, any of the running backs for the 49ers or Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. um, Tyreek Hill, you know, numerous other Sammy Watkins. Yeah, those are the guys that you're stacking up against the Packers. You've got mm-hmm. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, Jimmy Graham, you know, uh, the shell of Jimmy Graham, uh, and then a host of rookies and first, second, and third year receivers who, even being around Aaron Rodgers in that offense, have not been as productive as they should have been. Now, they took advantage of some. Yeah. less than stellar defenses throughout the year. But it was it was clear going into the playoffs we had two elite teams 
in my mind, and one of them got knocked mm-hmm. out earlier than anticipated with the the Ravens losing to the Titans. But the forty nine. Yeah, and I think it, for me, it's just difficult to kind of a journey. Like how talented Aaron Rodgers is, but how he only has uh, one Super Bowl. You know, now he's gotten to the Super Bowl multiple times, but it's just strange because, yeah, you know, there are plenty of people out there who. One, think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever have played the game, uh, which I may be one of them. But some people out there think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play the game. And so for me, it's just difficult to reconcile how truly great Aaron Rodgers is with him only having one ring. And and so, you know, and he is getting up there. Mm -hmm. He has gone through a lot of injuries. Um, He's now, you know, on his – they've they've completely changed the – um, regime there with bringing in a new coach and McCarthy out and it's just a lot of change for Aaron Rodgers and I don't know you know will he get another Super Bowl I'm not sure um, and it's just it just doesn't I guess to me equal out uh, it, proportionally to how good he truly is you know and that's not but and that's really by no means saying Aaron Rodgers is at fault for only having one ring right like you know it's it's much more than that for sure but it's just it's just strange, you right. know. I think when you have players of that caliber, you know, the the Mannings, the um, the Bradys, um, who have all you know multiple rings, um, and then I mean the same. You could put our, our Aaron Rodgers in the same boat, um, very similarly as a Drew Brees, right? Extreme talent, but only one ring, even though he's been there multiple times. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we still see that argument on the other side of the ball, like what's the other side of the um, playoffs, um, same conference, but earlier on with the Saints, were they going to – is Drew Brees going to retire? Is he going to get another ring? Like what, what's going to happen with somebody who has so many records and uh, so much talent who is only going to leave with just a ring? So I don't know if we've been kind of uh, – growing up, you and I, uh, in the, you know, 2000s with seeing Brady and and Manning get multiple Super Bowls and play each other in every AFC championship game and everything. Maybe that kind of uh, biases us a little bit to quarterbacks that have multiple Super Bowls. But, you know, it it is a point of discussion, maybe for another day, that what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and what does his legacy look like if he doesn't get another ring and if he gets another ring? No, I think that's a a great discussion that we will definitely have on a future podcast. So listeners, get excited for that. Uh, It won't be our next one, but it may be the one after that where we we need to dive into, you know, not only who are the best, maybe not of all time, because um, one thing I've taken away from all these lists lately, the top 100 players of NFL history, the top 150 college football players of all time, is these these lists are giving giving a, a large mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amount of gravity to historic figures, mm-hmm. not necessarily talent yeah. of the player or even success of the player. So I I don't think that you and I can accurately discuss the greatest of all time because we haven't watched mm-hmm. film on Joe Montana or Roger Staubach or Bart Starr like. But we we can discuss at least the best in our era, and and I, in that discussion you get you got to get into, um, okay, how is things like our wins a quarterback stat, and does 
how heavy do you weigh Super Bowls versus passing yards and touchdowns and interse- interception ratio? Is is football a team game or is it largely dependent on one player? Like there, there's a, a lot of great discussion points there that we'll mm-hmm. definitely get into um, at a later date. Like, you know, right now, Eli Manning, who's just retired, has more Super Bowls than Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And who in the right mind is going to say Eli Manning is a better quarterback? But then uh, on the reverse side, we look at it and say, well, Tom Brady is better yeah. than everybody because yep. he has yep. six. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Six? Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, I, I do. It's crazy. I like and, that you, you pointed know. that out because I was thinking, you know, I was, I was uh, watching halftime during the college football national championship, and they did the, you know, what, the, I think they did 12 best players of all time or something. And, um, and man, that was – you're right. It was so, like, heavily weighted to – history and i i almost think it's like a a fear of recency bias like staying away from recency bias but like an overcorrection uh it was it was really odd which you know i won't perseverate on that but it was just uh you know everyone was and not to say that they weren't fantastic players but you know there was no mention of some of the most recent players that have just been phenomenal like you know, Vince Young wasn't even on the list. So, which just blew my mind. Tim, T- you know, these, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. These guys that Tim anyone, Tebow, like, Reggie Bush, no matter if you are uh, abiding by recency bias or overcorrecting like they were, you've got to admit Tim Tebow and Vince Young and Reggie Bush and these guys were among the best of the best of the best when it comes to college football. So, that was just a really weird uh, kind of deal for me. And I was really interested to see that. But then once they started going like, you know, only mm-hmm. people from um, decades ago, uh, that was when it was like, okay, something, something's kind of happening here. Um, again, not that they're not great players, but just I think they kind of overcorrected a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if you watched the show The Good Place and not saying <laughs> no. that I would ever condone the theology used in The Good Place, but uh, it almost looked like, yeah, the the standards switched about, you know, 500 years ago and we, right. we haven't allowed anyone into right. the elite exactly. status in, in the, yeah, in the last 20 years. So it, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's move over to uh, the AFC side of the playoffs. Um, yeah. And, uh, and what were your you thoughts know, so on, on how that game I'll kind of give out. my reasoning for the picking the Titans. Cause I think that's kind of the elephant in the room. Um, it was really a more a result of their past work against the Patriots and the Ravens. And I, and I was thinking, you know, I, I, I picked against them the past two games. I don't want to pick against them a third game because they've, you know, proven me to be wrong and, and shown that they're capable of defeating these really good teams. Um, so, so I, so I bought into the uh, Titans hype and, and they gave them a good run for the money. I don't think that the score reflected how um, far, the game actually was in reality um, much like the Packers and the um, 49ers, but I do, you know, but it was a much more competitive game than NFC championship. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, they, they chiefs, the, the big point of interest going into this game for everybody was can the chiefs poorest run defense stop Derrick Henry. Um, and while Derrick Henry had an okay game, he didn't have a Derrick Henry esque mm-hmm. game. And in order for the Titans to have beaten the Chiefs and have beaten the Patriots and have beaten the Ravens, 
he had to have Derrick Henry-esque games. And because he, he wasn't able to against the Chiefs, that's why they were able to, to come right. um, and get the win. And, you know, and Mahomes, you know, did Mahomes. He scored – he threw for three touchdowns and he ran for one. So, you know, when you have Mahomes playing like Mahomes and you have Derrick Henry not running like Derrick Henry, obviously the, the Chiefs are going to win on that side of the ball. Right, I think the Titans, yeah. what they accomplished this season was was nothing short of incredible. It it just wasn't meant to be the Cinderella story, the nine and seventeen going to the Super Bowl. Um, not when you run into Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, it's kind of it's sad, but the the result of this game and where I'm leaning in the Super Bowl goes to to me to show that you know mm. offense and defense. It's not equal right now. It's it's kind of like in basketball, you know. If mm-hmm. if we said they were equal, Kawhi Leonard would be the best player in the league, but it's not. So you know, it's hard to make that argument. And the same here. If we said it was equal, I would be going with the Forty ers I might have been going with the Titans, but it's not. The offense is is more important because, yeah. plain and simple, you have to score to win the game. And and that's what the Chiefs can do, and they can do it in abundance, and they can do it quickly, and there's there's really not much you can do to stop them. So unless you can keep up, you, you don't have a great shot at beating them. Um, and that's that's what we saw there. The Titans could not could not get the running game going and control the pace of the game like like they needed to, and and then you give you put the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands and. Points are going to go up. Um, you know, we, we asked our Titans super friend, super, super fan Selvin um, to, to be on the podcast and talk about the Titans. And he was, um, he wishes he could have. And Selvin, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I hope you, you're listening to this episode. But um, yeah, I, I know that was disappointing, but you know, mm. I, Man, I saw that Derrick Henry is probably the best back in the league. Um, I don't think he was hurt in this game because if he was, I don't think he'd have been participating in the Pro Bowl. So I think this is just a case of, you know, this this style of football. um, Well, yeah, I think it's NFL cyclical and with offensive styles and things. And the Niners are being successful running the heck out of the football. But it's really tough to compete. Mm -hmm with such a prolific offense and what we're seeing in Patrick Mahomes um, is I'm not really stretching or or having a hot take to say is, is going to be historic. Like we're going to look at Patrick Mahomes career, even if it's cut short and say, Mm. wow, he was able to do that in his first two seasons as a starter. Uh, It's pretty incredible. And if, if we, and that's what I think. Walking into the AFC Championship game and giving the Titans um, a chance, a fighting chance, and r- really expecting them to come out with the win was kind of shortchanging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, now that um, you say that, Patrick Mahomes. In Mahomes, my his first um, couple of years really remind me of of Russell Wilson's. Um, you know, coming in and. Um, whereas Mahomes didn't start until the second year, and I think Russell started, um, got the start uh, his rookie year. But 
you know, they were they were both behind these veteran quarterbacks with Matt Flynn and Alex Smith that were um, possibly the future of the franchise, possibly not. Um, neither of them were these highly, super highly touted guys, you know, like a, a top 10 picks or anything like that. Uh, but they both came mm-hmm. in, won the starting job. Um, and then in their first season of starters, I, I can't remember if Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson's rookie year, they made it um, to the conference, or excuse me, to the divisional round. And then. Correct. They, he was the only rookie right. out of that class to win a super or to win a playoff game. Okay. Yeah. Andrew and then his Luck, uh, RG second year. And Russell I Wilson. Think, was that the Super Bowl year or did they, did they fall? Did they go to the, or did they, uh, NFC championship? Did they only make it in the NFC championship? The second year, okay, yeah. So, I think so they anyways, won the, the Super Bowl in his second year, right? Okay, so that trajectory, you know, very similar. And to what lost in doing, his third, uh, regardless of if, if they win or not. And, um, you know, and you could, I, I don't think anyone would say you were incorrect if you said that Mahomes' first three seasons were better than Russell Wilson's. So, and we see where where Russell Wilson is is now. Um, you know, six or seven years into the league and how he's producing. So I completely share that sentiment that seeing Mm -hmm. what Mahomes is going to be doing over the next five or so years uh, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I just really wish he wasn't in the same division as the Chargers. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that that doesn't bode well for the Chargers' chances. Um, You know, it was last year that was maybe one of the best divisions with the Chiefs and the Chargers, and um, yeah, not yeah, not no, an ideal that's, season. That's for certainly true. Chargers. This um, year. I'm going to go ahead and pivot away from talking about the Chargers because I want to have a a happy day, and we'll dive into that um, a little <laughs> bit later on episode two. Um, but you know, transitioning into the Super Bowl, you called it 49ers Chiefs. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on this game? You know, it's going to be in Miami. Uh, the la- last I checked, and I think they updated the line a couple hours ago, um, the Chiefs are one-point favorites right now, which, you know, in reality, what, they're basically the same. You know, they're basically – I saw an article that was like um, 49ers mm-hmm. have now become underdogs. And I'm like, all right, like you're, if, if you're underdogs by one point in the <laughs> Super Bowl, like you're it's, – it's a complete wash. Like there's no favorites. I mean – this, this game could go either way, without a doubt. Um, you know, neither team is playing, obviously, at home or really even close to their home. Um, you know, I guess you could say that the 49ers do have to travel across the country, but the, uh, the Chiefs don't have a short way to go either. So, considering all that, um, before I ask you to give us your pick for the Super Bowl, what things are you going to be watching for? What headlines, what players are you interested in to see how they perform? What of the X's and O's are you going to be looking at um, this Sunday? Well, there, there is a lot riding on this, uh, Ben. And mm-hmm. uh, just to name a few, you know, Andy Reid's legacy, his playoff legacy. Um, can Kyle Shanahan get over the 28-3 to monkey on his back? Um, and, and it is a close game, or it's, it's projected to be a close game. And I'm not a betting man, but from my understanding of the odds and how that works, what the odds mm-hmm. makers are essentially saying is pick the winner because it's 
it's unlikely to be a one point game. So you're not going to take the loser because of the points. You're going to pick the winner. That's what you're going to do when it's a one point spread either way. Um, But maybe nothing more important riding on this game than the results of our NFL team playoff draft. You know, like how, I mean, Andy Reid, you know, whether you get a Super Bowl in your career or not, yeah. it, does it affect your Hall of yeah, Fame? This is, this is not really important. We need to talk about this. So it's come down to this, Ben. And um, while you didn't have a representative in Woo! the AFC Championship game, you do have a representative in the Super Bowl. You picked with the first overall pick. You got the 49ers. That was a solid pick, good pick. Um, turns out a much better pick than than me Oof. going with the <laughs> the Saints with the number two or yeah. And you you stole the Seahawks yeah. from me, and you know it probably worked out in my favor. But good anyway. You've got the Forty ers and I've got the Chiefs. Um, you know, we talked about this in our our pre show call. We didn't. Maybe we weren't real clear about the scoring, or you know how you win this exact challenge or contest. But uh, it really all does boil down to this: uh, whether it's last man standing or a weighted point bracket system, doesn't really matter. Winner takes all. All right. If the Forty ers win, wow, you are crowned the champion for at least one year. And if the Chiefs take it, then I will Good. not wow. relent that's, in gloating I would expect for at least one year. Do I get anything? So that's, Do I get like a like a cash prize or anything like that? Well, you know what? In the spirit of competition, I'm willing to offer as a prize to you, if you win, <laughs> anything wow, your money that's... can buy. You can wow, buy for I, yourself. I really appreciate that. And I'll, yeah, I'll if, do the same if, if I win. You know, if you win, I, um, I'll i give you $5, but you have to pay for shipping. It's going to be a $5 bill, and you've got to pay for shipping. So I'm more than happy to do that. Okay. I actually like my odds there because I'm pretty sure you could send a $5 bill with one stamp. So I'm going to profit <laughs> – all right, I like, like it. Four dollars and fifty tax on that. cents, or something like that. <laughs> um, no, but that's great. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that's going to be really exciting. Um, and I think the game's just going to be like a super good one. Um, I yeah, I think the what you're saying about Andy Reid is, uh, you know, he's been to. It's going to be, or now it's been seven uh, conference championship games. Um, uh, five with the Eagles, and then. Now two wow. of the Chiefs, and he's never won a Super Bowl. Seven championship games, and he's never won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, and, and I, part, you know, I'm I'm very torn on on who I want to win. Um, I like the 49ers. I like the like teams that play really good defense. I like these kind of more nitty gritty teams. Um, and the Chiefs are in the division uh, with the Chargers, so I think any Chargers fan listening is probably going to um excommunicate me because i'm saying i'm vacillating between the two um but you know i i love andy reed who doesn't love andy reed like he's a funny guy uh he's got a lot of like i love self-deprecating humor and he has self-deprecating humor and he um you know he loves his um 
his uh what's it called the bahama shirts that he wears um he's like all about that and it's just like how do you not love this guy yeah um you know and also with his um with the whole incident with uh his son a few years ago you know and just the tragedy that happened with him and his family um was just really devastating and sad and so to see this this guy go through all that and just still have a positive attitude um and and work with this this team in such an influential way it's really cool um it would be really cool to see Andy Reid get his first Super Bowl because I don't think there's anyone. There may be people who are rooting against the Chiefs and for the 49ers, but I don't think there's anyone rooting against Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I, yeah, I'm, I've got a rooting interest for the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes being from the East Texas area and – you know where where you love the the nitty gritty defensive smash mouth style. I'm excited by the electrifying <laughs> offense with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you know I, I do have a great appreciation for what the 49ers are doing and for that style. Um, you know it it's it's counter to uh, what the football culture in America is is pushing right now. Uh, the seven-on-seven culture, um, you know, they're, they're not practicing uh, breaking tackles. They're they're practicing yeah, running and right. throwing and not getting hit. <laughs> like it's uh, what they're what the Forty ers are doing is completely counter. And it's so funny because what the other storyline was, you know, with uh, Kyle Shanahan being the offensive coordinator in that Super Bowl against the Patriots, where the Falcons had a 28 to three lead and they blew it. Um, some put a lot of that blame on Kyle Shanahan because he th- kept throwing the ball. Um, then we have this complete 180 to where last week he threw the ball eight times and beat the yeah. Packers 37 to point. 20. Like how crazy is that? But that he's, he's just shown a lot of versatility and uh, the ability to adapt to, to put players in a scheme where they fit and to use your, the talent that you've got um, to be successful. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, do, do you see it being a high scoring affair? Do you, do you think the 49ers can keep up offensively? Yeah, I, mean, I think it'll be like, will a, they be able to slow down the, the Chiefs type of score of the AFC championship game? I think it'll be a kind of like a, a 31 to 26 27 games something like that i you know i don't i think that the 49ers are gonna maybe slow down the chiefs a little bit um but i think it's it's gonna be more weighted towards their style of play uh and so i do think it's gonna be a relatively high scoring game you know it's i don't think it's gonna be like a um like a patriots rams Mm -hmm. from last year or anything like that so um i you know i i see it being more of a right around 30 um maybe putting the over under around 60 or 55 or so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that game last year it was just yeah. It's yeah. like you know you kind of expect a slow start usually in championship games. The atmosphere is so big, um, the lights are so bright. There's so much extra that goes on. You expect a slow start, and that's why when even when we got to halftime of the mm-hmm. game last year, I was like, "Yep, oh man, this is where it's going to pick up. This is where it's going to pick up," and it just never did. Uh, I, I don't expect that this year. I expect, I do expect a slow start. Like I wouldn't be surprised to 
see two punts in the first mm-hmm. two drives or a field goal on a punt or something like that. But then after that, I, I feel like those offenses are going to get their sea legs underneath them and be off and running. I think you're probably about right on, on the total there. Uh, I would maybe trend just a little higher towards uh, a total over, mm-hmm. over under of 65 to 70, but right in, right in the same range. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm rolling with Man, the Chiefs. You know, you I'm in this weird spot because if I'm being completely transparent, I, you know, I, I think I'd pick the Chiefs, um, but at the end of the day, I want to win that contest that you and I have going. So I like the 49ers as well. So, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I don't know if this is permissible um, because I, I'm kind of looking good either way, but I'll say I think the Chiefs are going to win. And if they don't, then the 49ers win and I win the contest. So, but no, okay. that's, that's the reality. Like I truly think that the chiefs are going to win. <laughs> uh, I think that they're, I think they're the better team. They're a little bit more experienced in the playoffs. Um, you know, they've got Andy Reid, and, and usually when Mahomes isn't performing well, mm-hmm. it's, it's when the, the chiefs are kind of banged up, right? Either he's banged up or Tyreek Hill is banged up or, you know, someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, both teams are, are really healthy going into this. So I think is you know, because they're healthy, um, they're going to play like they're used to playing um, and that the 49ers defense isn't going to be able to slow them down. But I just love how we've got, you know, one of the most dynamic offenses in the league going against one of the, the best defenses in the league. Like that is, um, you know, you can hardly have written this script any better um, so it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It, it's like, you know, if you used to play Madden, they would always say like the commentary or I guess John Madden in the game would say, um, it's like a unmovable force meets a, uh, unstoppable object. And so that's what the Super Bowl is going to be. So uh, right, it'll be right. really entertaining nonetheless. Um, you know, and you were talking about kind of the, the, atmosphere of the Super Bowl and how big it is and um, mm-hmm. not letting the moment get too big and slip away from you, you know, and that's, that is definitely uh, amplified by the media circus that goes on the week before uh, they started at opening week or opening night last night. And they did you right. know, those bigger introductions and everything. And uh, Richard Sherman, I think he uh, basically was at the mic the entire time, uh, which we'd expect nonetheless. Um, you know, and so <laughs> with all that being said, you know, yep. just the event of the Super Bowl, it's, it's so fun to watch from a football standpoint, but in reality, you know, the reason why the Super Bowl is so fun is because of all, you know, the ancillary activities that are happening as well. So. Yeah, we, we've talked about the, the part of this event that's going to last, right. You know approximately 60 minutes now let's talk about yeah exactly the rest yeah of it so what's, what's on your radar what are you looking week? for you know not just on sunday but leading up to it what kind of things i don't know if there are specific things that you you like to look out for or you like to watch i think uh j-lo and shakira during the halftime show um yeah yeah i what are your thoughts about that you you excited you about know, that you think this is gonna be best ever halftime show know. you know i i don't worst think, ever i don't really somewhere in know, between. have strong feelings about it one way or the other but i feel like last year didn't something happen with the halftime show last year or maybe it was in one of the playoff games this year which i probably should be able to to distinguish from between a year apart <laughs> um yeah right but 
but you know, I, <laughs> in I a week of like there nothing embarrassing happens, you know, no, no malfunction, like no, like, um, like electricity malfunctions or anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you always feel bad for the guy who's like running the, the sound if it doesn't work or like in the, uh, 49ers Ravens Super Bowl when the, um, when the lights went out. So I, I just hope nothing like that happens at halftime. Right. Yeah, I I do hope there's nothing like that, but I'm I'm also hoping oh, that there man. is something as spectacular yep. as left right. shark. You know, if, if that you happens, remember from Katy man. Perry's halftime show, if we can get <laughs> if we can get something like that, that would be great. Correct. You know, nobody needs to lose Correct. clothing or electricity or anything like that. No, I think it's a it. I think they couldn't have done a better job picking a mm. an act that fits the location. You know. Uh, J-Lo and Shakira uh, on South Beach. Yeah, it, they they did well there. Um, and yeah, they're talented, um, should be entertaining. Um, is, is that, if we're taking out the game, is the halftime show the biggest thing for you or are you more of looking forward to the commercials or was media day the big thing for you? What's What's the biggest non-football the thing about the Super Bowl? I'd have for to you? go with the the, the wings. Uh, oh, there every you go. year since I've been in North Carolina, my brother-in-law has a big Super Bowl party, and so uh, family and friends we all go over there and get together. And there's a bunch of people there. Um, and and there's always a buffalo chicken dip. That's kind of the staple. So I would say the snacks. You know, people just go all out. Mm. It's great. I love it. There's nothing that accompanies football like food. Um, you know, so we, the last time we had food and football, uh, a big food, food and football mix was Thanksgiving and now we could do it again on this side of the new year. So I'd say, I'd say I'm looking forward to the snacks and I've been, I've been eating better too, you know, classic new year's. Right. And so, but for the Super Bowl, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. be a, be a little bit uh, more free in what I can eat. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> it's one of those cheat days that you you talked about, and yeah, and I, you know, I've, I've had a theory that um, I've just been on a big cheat day. Since, sure, it's just like, it's bulk season, uh, you know. You're just you're just bulking up, um, and then <laughs> so, yeah, right, 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 and well, I know I need to lose a little, a few it's gotta pounds, be. and so, but I, I really think it's all water weight. So I just got to get those carb load, let those cells release that water weight. It hasn't happened yet, but you know. Year thirteen for this this idea is going to work for me. I feel it. So, yeah, won't be ch- I'm not won't be shy at the dinner table on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I think we're going with oh, fajitas, man. so you can be I jealous. That. That's great. And I, I feel like the last few um, Super Bowls, I've like you know, I I generally try to eat healthy. I guess more or less, it, it kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. But with like the Super Bowl season, I don't know if it's something that has to do with the New Year or what, but. Generally, I remember like being at the Super Bowl parties at my brother-in-law's house and shying away from you know all the food. But it's just like I don't. That's not fun, you know. It's like this, mm-hmm. you gotta. You can let yourself eat a little bit during the no. Super Bowl and make smart choices during the week and stuff. But like you know, the Super Bowl should be a good time, and that includes what you eat. That's my that's my take. Yeah, for sure, for sure. In addition to the snacks, I'll say the the biggest thing i'm looking for or looking forward to Mm -hmm. as i said i'm a a sports talk radio junkie 
And so as all these radio stations and, and radio personalities have flooded to Miami and radio row, um, I'm, I'm just so excited to see, you know, Mm -hmm. all these sponsored appearances, you know, we've got the center for the New York jets, sponsored by old spice like why are they why are we hearing from the center from the new york jets and you know what and uh, we'll hear from an olympic sprinter sponsored or uh, appearing on 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 a good cause but like you know like yeah what does that have to do with the super bowl like it's uh, (laughs) it's kind of ridiculous and it's it's funny you know we do get some some great stuff out of it but I think like it gets pretty ridiculous. I think that last year, my local radio station did an sure. interview okay. with an astronaut at the Super Bowl, and <laughs> they were, you know, appearing on behalf of some company or brand or product. But <laughs> yeah, right. That's an astronaut. Hmm. What? <laughs> what are we? Do- what are we doing? Hard to see here? the correlation between that. What are we doing here? Yeah, and you know. I think that's a, that may be a good stopping point uh, for today. And listeners, if you're thinking, <laughs> what am I doing here? What have I just listened to? Um, you know, I think you just need one more episode to figure it out. So, you know, hang tight. Um, in another week, there'll be another episode. If you're binge listening, just, you know, don't press stop and let it keep playing. Um it's been fun. Yeah. Ben, so give our them our Twitter handle, handle if they uh, want to get in touch, touch with us. Out, you can go to at going for two underscore pod. That's at going for T-W-O underscore pod. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, quagmires, email us at uh, going for two pod one nine at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice recording via the Anchor app. Um, so that's a really cool app. You can listen to our podcast. You can listen to other podcasts. You can record your own podcast and then tell us about your podcast and we'll listen to your podcast. Um, but yeah, check out the Anchor app. Leave us a voice message. In the next episode, we're going to talk Chargers. We're going to talk Philip Rivers. And we're going to talk celebrity encounters. So if you want to leave us a voice message with your celebrity encounter, we may play it on a future episode. Uh, you never know. So hit us up. And until next time, you've been listening to Going for Two.